Welcome to today's Living Life. And today we'll be looking again at the book of Hebrews. And uh, initially we talked about how Hebrews emphasizes the supremacy of Christ. And uh, one metaphor that helps me to understand it is uh, the board game chess. And if you ever played it, you know we have several different pieces on the board. You have the front row of pawns, and then we have different, uh, second row has different pieces with a lot of different tricks. We have the rooks, we have uh, the knights, we have the bishop, and uh, our favorite, of course, is the queen. But uh, and each of these have their own unique moves, and uh, you can be really, really sneaky as you play along. And I remember uh, my brother and I, we used to play a lot when we were kids, and he would always destroy me with his knights. And uh, I was always uh, just so frustrated because I couldn't stop his knights from moving. But as his knights moved around the board, it would set up his bishops and it set up his rooks for a checkmate. And I almost always lost games in chess to my brother. But the singular most important piece in the game is not the queen or is not the rooks or the bishops, but it is the king. If the king falls into a checkmate, then you lose. Or the simple um, metaphor to highlight that uh, you want to forfeit is you just topple over your king. And ultimately what I want to phrase with us as we go into this passage is, uh, this can be, it talks about many other things, but what is most important is king. In other words, when we come to scripture, the most important thing is Jesus Christ. So let's dig into today's passage and let's read it. Hebrews chapter 1, verses 5 through 14. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. In speaking of the angels, he says, He makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. But about the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment they will be changed. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. To which of the angels did God ever say, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Welcome back to Living Life. Uh, as you saw in the passage, there's mention of uh, Jesus the Son, but there's also other mentions of angels. And uh, when we think about the person of Jesus, I want to ask you a question. What is his full name? What is Jesus' full name? 
Now take about a second to think about that. And uh, most likely, if you're just thinking straight off the bat, is Jesus Christ. Obviously, his last name is Christ. Uh, but what we oftentimes misunderstand is Christ is not a last name. It is a title. It's like an office or a position. Uh, for example, like CEO. Uh, the title Christ is actually a Greek word that points to a Hebrew word, which points to this idea that Jesus is the person set by God to deliver the people, to save the people. So uh, it's helpful if you think about it in this way. In the United States, we have, uh, we have a president. His name is President, uh, we call him President Trump. But president is his title, Trump is his name. Uh, at the title conveys certain powers, uh, certain authority, and Jesus, the title of Christ conveys him with certain uh, positions, certain authority, or certain ways that people understand his mission, his direction. Uh, and the title Christ is a title that God has set apart for the person that he would use to save his people, the person that he would send to deliver his people. Um, now, since we narrowed that down, what is an angel? Because those are the two contrasting points here, is Jesus the Son uh, and an angel. When we think about an angel, uh, perhaps we oftentimes think about, uh, you know, a glowing figure, uh, oftentimes like radiant, uh, usually maybe has some kind of wings, dressed in a white gown, and uh, just there's something just shiny and phenomenal about it. And I'm not exactly sure where we got that imagery from, but the word angel itself simply means messenger. If you think about the ancient times, uh, kings would send messengers to convey their rules, their decrees, right? Or it would say, they would send a messenger to a foreign kingdom saying, uh, this is my message, and this person, this herald, is speaking on my behalf. And this person, this messenger, has the authority representing the king, that the words that this herald say is a message that references to the king. So the job of the angel is simply to convey the message of God. Um, so they, ha they don't have authority in and of themselves, but the authority is bestowed by the one who is sending them. In today's passage, Jesus is referred to as superior to the angels. Now, the herald or the angels have certain authority that is second to none other than the king because their words are speaking on behalf of the king. Who has higher priority over a messenger of the king? It would have to be the king himself. What does it mean when it says Jesus is superior to the angels? It means Jesus himself is identified as equal with God, as one who has the ability to send out the messengers. Um, when we think about the Ten Commandments, and these are the ten rules uh, that are the most vivid descriptions of what it means to obey or not obey God. And the first two are very poignant. The first one is, you shall have no other gods. And the second one is, you shall not worship uh, any graven image or any likeness of God. So the ancient people had a very, especially the Jews, had a very heavy anti-idolatry kind of perspective. They, they only worshipped God himself. But 
with the person of Jesus, it points to a bigger reality. It points to a deeper truth that initially that they were not able to understand, that Jesus and God are equal. And they are both the same. They are both God. Um, and what we see instead is, we see in this passage kind of a, a small hint in a view of this image, understanding of the Trinity, which is God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, but they're united in one. And, but they're all distinct and individual. And we see uh, perhaps in Hebrews is perhaps the most descriptive metaphor or description of uh, this triune God. And so we see that angels are not, uh, that Jesus is not an angel. He is superior. He is the son. And, he, and angels are messengers that are sent to serve those who will inherit salvation. How do they inherit salvation? Ultimately, by putting their trust in Jesus. So ultimately, everything in Hebrews, everything in the Bible, it all points to the person of Jesus. So, um, as we continue to reflect on the book of Hebrews, as we continue to think about the importance and significance of the person of Christ, I pray that you will continue to grow in confidence uh, through, this, uh, through understanding who is Jesus and why we need to put our trust in Him. So let's spend some time in meditation right now. The Bible encourages us to keep our eyes fixed on God and not on any other created thing. The challenge is, oftentimes in our life, we put our hope and our trust in other things. Uh, we trust in healings, or we trust in miracles, or we trust in, in our workplaces, in, in our sustainability, or maybe we trust in ourselves or in our spouses, or we put our trust in so many other things. But the book of Hebrews reminds us that everything is in submission to Christ, that He is the, uh, through Him all things were created, and Him, He is the heir of all things. So I encourage you in your life as you continue to walk out day by day to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and not on uh, any signs or any miracles or any angelic powers or uh, any other thing that you put your trust in. Instead, try to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus uh, and then we will continue to walk through the book of Hebrews, continue to see how Christ is supreme in our lives. So let's pray today. Father, we thank you for your word today. Would you help us to place our trust in you ongoingly and to ultimately to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, and to see you magnified and glorified and exalted in our lives. So we thank you, Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. For a Reaching a world of stepping in closer, CGM.